Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I have a question. Mm-hmm. What, Lori, what do you think is the difference between your biological family and your chosen family? There is no difference. Stand up fussing and fighting. Hi. I'm Nalika Radway, and this is Raising Rebels, a podcast about oppressed parents raising free children. Um, today, I am joined by my sister, Siobhan. Siobhan, say hi to people. Hi! And Siobhan's, like, closest friend forever, LaToya. Toya, say hi to people. Hi, everyone! Um, today, we're talking about... We're talking about family, and... Um, how we define family, how we navigate family, how we create family as we, I mean, like, as we're, like, raising these children, like, yeah, all of the things. And so we like to start the podcast with one word describing how you're feeling right now. Siobhan, you want to start? Sure. I'm comfortable. Oh. hmm Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Um, no, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it, Toya. I'm feeling. I have a lot of feelings, but most is probably relaxed. It's this is so interesting because <laughs> you guys are like starting your day. We're we're six hours apart. It's like the middle of my day here. Because I'm actually, what am I feeling right now? Hmm. I guess oh. maybe it's because I'm with the two of you. I'm feeling like responsible. <laughs> I'm feeling like very like this is all very familiar. Um, so let's start by introducing ourselves. So Siobhan, why don't you introduce yourself to everyone? Um, so I'm Siobhan, Nalika's youngest, younger sister than when you have. Um, I'm a mother of one. I have a two year old. I'm an educator. Um, and I really want to be a stay at home mom. That's like my, <laughs> my dream, my desire. Um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of me in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Toya. Hi, I'm Latoya McFarlane. I'm a mother of two wonderful children and also two bonus children. I have a husband of what are we going on? Four years. Um, I work for New York City Transit and yeah, that's about it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, tell us about your people. So Siobhan, tell us about my lovely <laughs> some people. Well, because I know this is just a segment, I'm just not going to tell you all the things, but Rise is too. He is amazing, of course. Um, he's intelligent. He's inquisitive. He's curious. Um, I think he's super fun. Um, he makes me laugh. Even last night, he um, took a bucket of bath water and decided to throw it on the floor. It wasn't fun in the moment, but he was just cracking up as I was like, why are you doing this? Um, and he's just hes just everything. Everything I thought being a mother would bring, he has brought. And I um, am looking forward to the rest of our lives together. Mm-hmm. Toya, why don't you tell us about your children? Well, my little people... Um, it's Ocean, he's six years old, and Journey, that's two and a half, and um, Ocean is everything that encompasses an ocean. <laughs> he's a lot. <laughs> um, big, full of energy, personality, eager to learn, loving, caring, inquisitive. Um, Journey, how much time do we have? <laughs> Journey is just sassy. Um, she'll definitely take you on a journey. Her personality, she's just great. And she's also loving. And it's great to see both of them interact as siblings and just how they could fight one minute and then love each other the next mm-hmm. minute. Yeah. What is your favorite um, routine that you have with you and um, your children? Siobhan, you want to start? Sure. Um, just, I guess, thinking about it right now, we just woke up. Um, 
And at nighttime, Rise, we co-sleep. Um, so Rise is like a booby mommy. So like at night, <laughs> he puts his hands in my boob. I hope this doesn't sound a little weird, mm-hmm. but it's like how no, we cuddle no, and how we not love. Not at all. Not um, at all. So we, um, he's not similar to his, I don't know. I guess he is his own person, but he does have things like me. I'm not a very touchy-feely person. So um, during the day, he's not like kissing on you all day. or You know, like that's not his personality. But at nighttime, um, when we're going to bed, that's when I get all my loving. Mm-hmm. So his hands in the boobs, his um, head in my neck. It's like cuddle fest. And Aww. it's our nightly thing. And I wouldn't change it, even though I get kicked sometimes and elbow. That's fine because those cuddles um, work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Toya? It's funny because my story is a little similar. It's like we have our nighttime routine that it's like it's story and then it's prayer. And then it's kind of just like a kiss. And, you know, I love you. I'm so proud of you. Like those little prep talks with them. You did great today. I'm so proud of you. And, like you know, just little affirmations of you're great. You're amazing. There are a gazillion. I don't even know if that's a real number <laughs> of things I could talk to the two of you about. Um, but something that came to mind Something I've been thinking a lot about is family. Like what is important to me or one of the things that are important to me about family is the sense of like belonging and grounding and like culture. Like so much of what, who I am, how I see the world, what I eat, how I dance, the music is like, like really connected to family. And so I asked both of you um, to do a recollection and we do the recollections to remind us of who we were as young people, as children. Um, Many times when we're parenting, we parent from like the space we are as an adult. And I, I really do believe that the connection and the understanding can come more from like understanding who we were and how we thought when we were children. And so I asked you both to do a recollection on culture, like a memory of culture, experiencing culture. Um, and it can, I actually go back as far in your memory as you could. Um, yeah. So I would love to hear your stories. Siobhan, do you want to start? Sure. Um, so when thinking about this, I don't know what came to my mind, but I know what I landed on. Um, and it was this idea of um, growing up. We, the way I remember it is Christmas and Thanksgiving, we spent with our um, extended family, right? So we either went to our aunt's house, our uncle's house, and sometimes we went to like our grand uncle, our grand aunt's house um, in Queens, I think they live. Um, but we always, my memory is us usually spending the, those big holidays um, with our big family. So my sisters, my mom, and then my mom's family, um, usually. And um, as I honed in on a specific and that was really important to me. Like, I look forward to it. Mommy would get us dressed up. It was like the thing that we did for the holidays. Um, so it was really fun um, and exciting um, because, again, we got to see our extended family. And when I try to hone in on like a specific time, um, the one that comes to mind is so interesting because I'm like actually getting like jittery, kind of like shaky talking about it, is mm-hmm. the time that um, I want to say, and like, I think it was Thanksgiving. I'm not really sure if it was Christmas or Thanksgiving. Um, but we went to my mom's um, aunt's house in Queens, I believe, or Brooklyn. Um, and growing up, we were really close to our cousins. That was like a big part of our family. Um, we weren't like cousins in name, if that makes sense. We spent quality time with our cousins. They actually, at different times throughout our childhood, lived with us. Um, so we were really close. And one Christmas or Thanksgiving, um, as we were, we arrived first, um, meaning my mom and my sisters and I. Um, and we were waiting, at least I know I was waiting and looking forward to my cousin um, coming, uh, my male cousin, who's about two years older than me. Um, and like, where is, you know, where where are they? What's going on? What's taking so long? We've been here for a little while. Um, and finally, my uncle gets there. And we're, at least for me, I was really excited to see my cousin. And the way I remember it is him coming in the house and like, you know, like looking to see past him to find my cousin um, and to find out that my cousin wasn't with him. Uh, and the story that we learned was that my, um, I'm sure you remember the story, Nalika, um, that- I know um, it so well. <laughs> I know it so that well. That my cousin had, and I'm saying cousin because I just don't want to use yeah. names or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, he had, I th- if I remember the story correctly, he couldn't find his dress shoes. Um, so my uncle thought it fitting um, that he spend this holiday at home. 
Um, and my uncle came with his wife, you know, my, my wife, with his wife and my little cousin, I think she was here at the time, um, and just left my cousin at home. And I didn't, I knew it was a big deal in our childhood, um, but I didn't attach trauma to it. Um, but as I reflected on it and thought about sharing the story, I thought about um, the effect it had on me um, because, you know, in family, we all have our place, at least that's how I see it. Um, and thinking about culture, our culture of these holidays was us getting together, right? Like being with our extended family and him not being there. Um, maybe we were, I don't know how old I was, maybe seven. Like, I really don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, under 10. Uh, so he would have been like nine or, you know, eight. Um, it really changed the day for me. And it really changed what our family was like when do we leave like how he can't not be here right like that was kind of my thought I was like this is this is what we do so him not being here changed the whole day and it also just kind of I don't know um just um changed how I looked at our unit like mm-hmm. we could be left out like there, there that is an mm-hmm. option for someone to not be involved um I don't know that was just the memory that came to me I don't know mm-hmm. um, what the expectation mm-hmm. was but that was kind of what I thought about and mm-hmm. I think about how it shapes me as an adult and I again this is a new idea that I'm developing but I am a person who always wants to be present for people right so like there's plenty of times um where I'm asked to do things or to show up in places and I'm tired um I'm just not really into it, but I definitely am a person who's going to show up. And I, in thinking about this recollection, I thinking that there may be some connection there of like this Mm -hmm. idea of like, I have a place and I am part of the event, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. And my absence is, is felt and noticed. Um, So that kind of was my Mm -hmm. recollection. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. Toya? Yeah, so my recollections, uh, it's going to take me back, way back in time, to Jamaica as a young girl. I was born and raised in Jamaica until I was seven, and then we migrated here to the States. And um, one of my recollections I remember was how we, um, how food was prepared, particularly chicken. (laughs) So the way it was done for us and my experience as a young child in Jamaica is that Um, My dad, um, where we lived, we had like a chicken coop. Is that what it's called in the back? Like a whole bunch of chicken and a thing. We had a rooster. We had a hen and all of that. So we raised chicken until they were able to be picked and eaten. And the process of, I guess, having that chicken come to our plate (laughs) was, um, I guess, I don't know how my dad would pick which chicken would be dinner tonight. But it was, you pick a chicken, and it was like a big thing in the air. It was like some kids will come and watch like this whole process of the chicken being killed, <laughs> which for some kids today will probably be a little traumatizing, but that was culturally like how it was done. So the process was pick the chicken, and you basically, this is my dad doing it, tying it by the leg on a line, like a clothesline in the back, and then like holding the neck of the chicken, cutting off the chicken, the chicken will flap until the chicken doesn't flap anymore. So that would be the chicken is now dead. And I know it sounds traumatizing, right? But that, as a six, seven-year-old child, this is the norm. This is how we have to eat. We're not, you know, we're not going to the supermarket to go get the chicken that's already plucked and whatever. This is how we eat. So as a child, it was just, oh, this is the norm. This is, we're going to eat chicken tonight. And this is what got to be done to get to our plate. And then there was just like a whole process of now, like hot water, then plucking off the feathers and cooling it down and then chopping up the chicken and there was dinner and just like I guess and then when we migrated to the states it was kind of like oh this there's another way it could be done but just having that experience as a child it's it's funny because in the back of my mind I'm just like I kind of want my kids to have this experience but I think they'll probably be freaked out (laughs) they're gonna be like what is going on right now you know the chicken goes from running around in the yard and then it's no that looks crazy but like I said as a child growing up in Jamaica that was the norm we weren't freaked out we weren't you know grossed out by it so I'm glad I got to experience that so that was my one one of the many of how food was prepared particularly like I said chicken in Jamaica and I'm glad I experienced that you know Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of when um 
when I was having like first, even before I got pregnant, but a lot of what I knew was going to be important to me when I was having children is that they felt connected to the culture that I felt connected to, that they felt Jamaican, (laughs) you know, like that, Mm -hmm. that was like something that I was like, I don't even know all of how I'm going to make sure this is a thing, but that felt very, 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 very important. And now, um, and the way that they were going to get that was by being with family, right? Like family cookouts, family bar, like like just being in the culture. um, And it was just going to, they were just going to get it through osmosis, just being in space. And it was going to sink into their souls. Um, And I think now about it, it's still important to me, but less so in a different way of like all the other things that I also value that I'm hoping that they have exposure to. And their Jamaican culture is part of that, but it's not all of that. And um, what is the role, like beyond beyond just like being a cultural hub, what is the other role for family um, when I think about my children? So I want to have the conversation with you. And I'm so... Um, so much questions, so many questions. How has your your thoughts about family shifted since you've become a parent? So for me, um, something that's, I think about things now um, from the perspective of Rise and like what mm-hmm. I want for him. Um, so for me, uh, what's really important for Rise to have is community. Like he's, in all sense of the words, he's an only child. Um, his father has an older child, but they're 10 years apart and they don't live together, right? Um, so for me, it's really important that he has community and he grows with people. Um, I had my siblings in the household, even though we were years apart, me and you were four years apart, but, um, we were close. We were together every day and I want that for Rise. So my extended family, Toya's kids are extremely important to me. I try, hopefully Toya notices this. I try to make ways for us to be together and be in community with each other. Um, because those relationships for me growing up were so important, like having, someone there having experiences with them was huge. So mm-hmm. um, I think because of proximity, my friend family uh, is really, really important to me currently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Toya? Yeah. Um, the same here as far as um, I am very conscious of what family looks like in my kids' eyes. And um, I do find myself... Um, when I became a mom, it's kind of like reaching out to, you know, my extended family as far as like cousins and that have kids like um, ocean age or journey age to spend, you know, more time and get to. And so they know, like, you know, they have cousins and you have siblings outside of your aunts, your uncles, your your immediate cousin, like my mm-hmm. my sister kids. And um, but it's it's definitely can be challenging at times as opposed to like my chosen family, like Siobhan and Rise. It's like we're always doing things or trying to get the kids together to do something. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely, it can be challenging at times. Um, Moxie? That's me. Hello. Yes. Yes. Um, so... I've been thinking a lot about the difference between, I've been thinking a lot about how much easier it seems to maintain relationships with chosen family versus with your like biological family. It's kind of like, you don't, we don't do the work of like choosing them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like you already got them, so you don't have to choose them. So you don't have to think about who they are what their interested are, interests mm-hmm. are, how they're going to grow, how they change, how you're growing, how you're changing. It's just kind of like you just like, it's what it is. And in those ways, it doesn't, it doesn't feel sustainable. And it often feels like those relationships are actually fragile and can be fractured. And so I wonder what you think about that. I think it's not so much that we like don't need to or we don't think about it as much as we can't because we're stuck with them. So if we learn something about them that we don't like or are terrified by, we're stuck with them. And now you know this about your mom or your grandma and it never goes away and you're stuck with them forever. But you can work it out. Not if it's like something like about like work it out. Yes, you can. But it is still so scary because like now, you know, oh, this person 
like is super homophobic and you know that about them and it's not like oh well then i guess i'm just done talking to this person they are toxic for me no they're your family you're stuck forever that's the end that's morbid and tragic (laughs) so you know um but if you're stuck with them right which you don't. A lot of people cut off ties with biological family yeah. all the time. I think around exactly the issue you're talking about. like That if, never feels reachable for me. Like, I would never, I wouldn't do that. I don't know. I just, yeah, I wouldn't, I can't think of that, like, doing that. But I'm also very close with my family. So. Mm. so even if you learn something about them, you might have to still just, like, stuff it up. Just be like, well, I guess that's that. <laughs> <laughs> And what I mean by that is like with chosen family or people that, you know, we choose to be in relationship with, there's a sense of like shared values around like who we are now, how we want to be in the world, all of those things, whether around gender, sexuality, all of like different, like where we want to live, how we want to, how we want to move in the world. And with, um, Blood family, you're growing, you're moving in different ways in different spaces. And there's like this deep desire to have those two things be the same, like be mm-hmm. blended into um, bo- like one thing. And I find it really challenging and hard. Like I find mm-hmm. it hard. Um, I find it hard because I have not, I have not, I'm just now as an adult, a late alert, like, I'm 44, like an adult adult in my big age, learning how much work those relationships take also. Like how much work it takes to, and there's a way with blood family, you kind of just take it for granted. Like we're family, so it's supposed to work out. And then what happens, I hear it happened in, I feel like it happened in our family on some level. And I I hear it happened in black families all the time when the matriarch or the, the, whoever the, the patriarch, whoever the head of the family passes, these cousins, these siblings, people who have been so tight or close or connected, there's like turmoil. Mm-hmm. And there's, and a lot of that I think is around resentments that don't get worked out as you're growing together and just kind of sit because we're not doing the work of like building family with our biological family. Um, and so I guess my next question for both of you is like, what is that work? As you've had children and you kind of like, you now have like, you've added to your family in a very substantial, significant way. You, both of you, like you went from being like the aunties and then became parents, right? And then had your own children. And so I'm, I guess my first question is like, how did, you know, becoming the parent, like becoming a parent shift what your expectations were of your relatives, of your family, um, or did it, or did it? Yeah, um, I can start. Uh, mine's definitely for sure. <laughs> as a single person, um, as you kind of alluded to or, or mentioned, um, is this idea of like I could just be an auntie. So like when the um, the children needed something or needed me to be present in something or just be that auntie, I just. I could do that. I had no other responsibilities. And, you know, it was just in a sense they and I um, I had this conversation with Toy before, too. They were kind of like my kids. Like I could just do whatever they needed or wherever I needed to be. I could just be there. Um, and now as a parent, um, that has changed. Right. Like I have rise now and I have to, of course, still think about the kids. But your kids, I mean, mm-hmm. um, but now I have rise that I have to um, really put on the forefront in, in, a, in, a, in a way Um and I and there's a level of when you talk about resentment, I don't know if I would use that word, but there's a level of like, I want Rise's aunties to be able to be present for him in 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 a in a way that they may not be able to because mm-hmm. they have those other responsibilities. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like Yes, um, yes, yes. I sh- yes, I could show yes. up as an auntie for um your kids in a way because I was just I was free, I was at a full time job, I you know, like I just could just be. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely feelings that come along with that mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I had a certain expectation of what um, our family um, unit would look like, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. expecting um, 
rise to have people show up in in the same way that I was able to show up. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's like, how come and why not? And where is that? And, you know, Mm -hmm. so that comes up. And Mm -hmm. I think like um, speaking to the previous question, I guess that's a a reason to why I do have to lean or I do lean on um, my chosen family Mm -hmm. in a different way than Mm -hmm. maybe not that I didn't think I would have to, but the need is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. It does make sense. It totally makes sense. Toya? And for me is, um, yeah, definitely the expectations and the dynamic of me being an auntie to my nieces and nephews definitely changed. And I mean, as I had kids, they were a little older. Um, but I, a funny story, I remember one time, I think Tatiana, um, this is when I just had Ocean. This was maybe like four years ago. Um, and I think I made a comment and she kind of... Tatiana's your niece, your niece. Is yes, my niece, my sister's mm-hmm. daughter. Um, she had a... Um, I made a comment. I don't remember what the conversation was, but I remember my comment. And I guess I made the comment not knowing, you know, she would have feelings around it. But basically, I think I was having a conversation with my mom around something. And my comment was, I have a child now, which would be Ocean. And he's my first priority. And um, I guess Tatiana took that away like... So you had a baby and just totally forgot about me. She voiced, she didn't voice it to me. She voiced it to my mom. And when my mom said it back to me, I think my mom even said like Tatiana came crying and she was like, grandma, Auntie Toya don't love me no more. And now that she has a baby and I felt really bad. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't know my comment would have such an effect on her to the point where she's like, I forgot about her now because I have a baby and I'm not, you know, going to care or do things anymore, but definitely I definitely should have thought about, you know, how that would affect her. And like I said, I didn't know it was going to affect her in that way. But like having my own children definitely like shift the dynamics of how I am with in relationships with them being an auntie. You know, mm-hmm. my nieces and nephews at that time. Yeah, they were kind of like my kids. We literally grew up in the same house together. I was kind of like their second mom. As you're saying it, it's making me it's like that is that stuff that we're not and then we don't talk about it. And mm-hmm. then those cousins have a little bit of resentment for, you know, I can't even imagine the stories from my grandmother and her siblings. And then they're, you know, like, because there is this time for whatever reason where those lines are less clear, you know, mm-hmm. who's, who's kid, who's who, like, we're all kind of moving the same. And like, as you grow, life happens and mm-hmm. we're not having the conversations around like how that feels. And so much like my youngest, so much like glory, so much of the conversations I have with her around Rise, who's her little nephew, is this kind of same conversations I had with Moxie around her coming into the world of this kind of these torn feelings of I really, really love this person. I really, really want them to have all the things. And I notice shit is is different now. (laughs) I've noticed... (laughs) I noticed that Blue is kind of looking at him the way she used to look at me. And I don't like that so much. You know, like it's all mm-hmm. of these feelings um, and just hoping that we get to like talk to our children about those feelings versus they just like sit in them mm-hmm. and never process them until until they process them. And that <laughs> and not always in the um Most the, the, the healthiest way, the healthiest, healthiest way. Um I guess my last, I mean, like so many other questions, my last question is like, how do you hope your families will grow? And um, I think, yeah, for your children, like how do you hope your families will grow? Or do you even want them to grow? I guess I'm assuming. But like change. Grow doesn't mean having more kids, but like just how do you Because mine's just not growing no more. No, no, I I just grow was not. That's what I was saying. I was like, what I mean by grow is like deepen, maybe deepen, maybe deepen is what I mean by grow, like deepen, like continue to elevate, evolve. Um, Yeah, like what, where's, where, like where is it, where is it heading? Maybe that's a better way of putting it. I can go first. I think um, for me, it's kind of, I mean, my kids are going to have their own thoughts and views, but um, I, guess I'll try to instill in them I guess like my beliefs of like family to some people can be very subjective family to people some people's like my immediate family like my sibling, my blood we're related but I also want them I'm gonna teach them like you know family can be chosen there is your immediate family but mm-hmm. family can also be chosen you know that mm-hmm. you consider your you know your village someone that's there to support you and that's where you know rise and you know Jace will probably come into play and I just 
I just want to instill that in them. Like, yes, you do have your media siblings, but family can also be chosen. So I think growing and like, and you know, like always just, you know, say what you feel, you have feelings, you're entitled to it. And, you know, just as long as you articulate in a way that's kind of just like respectful on the, I guess, who you're articulating it to. And that's really it. Just know that family is, can be looked at differently, not just one way, not just your immediate family as other family. So I think that, that's what I want to instill in my kids. You just put a question in my mind. I'm going to ask again. I'm sorry. That wasn't the last question. I got more. Go ahead. Oh, forget it. <laughs> um, so for me, I wouldn't mind my family growing like in numbers. Um, if you know, that's what is meant to be. Um, but in regards to the thought on family and how that's growing, um, I want rise to just know that love is his for the choosing. And what I mean by that is like, his family can be his immediate family, his biological family, but it doesn't have to be. And that he has options. Um, mm-hmm. And really what I want him to do is to just love freely and like love openly and like be open to loving everyone he comes in contact with. That means like wants well for him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I just want, I want to, I guess my ideas are still growing. So I still want, I want him to just have that kind of growth mindset of like, mm-hmm. um, I feel this way today, but I might feel a different way tomorrow. And all mm-hmm. of that is fine. Um, yeah, so I just I just want us to continue growing together and growing in our understanding of family and like what that looks like and what it feels like. Because um, I, I guess ultimately I just want him to, ha- his village, his family to be people who make him feel good mm-hmm. and to surround himself with that, um, with mm-hmm. those types of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to end but I'm not, but we could. Okay, great. But because what question that you, something that came to mind for me as you were talking to it is like, and also kind of what you're saying, Siobhan, is like, I'm wondering what, oh gosh, really like how you feel about the idea that your children are going to grow your family. Mm -hmm. And whether because they have children of their own, but also who their chosen family are. So you've chosen each other's kids, right? As their mm-hmm. chosen family. And I similarly, I feel like my mother had friends that she chose to be mm-hmm. our chosen family, but that's not my chosen family. Mm-hmm. I kind of really <laughs> like those people a lot. Yeah. Like they, uh, their family in a way that I was like, this is like the best of both worlds. Cause like, they're always going to be there. It's consistent. I know them. We have culture shared. But there's no tension. There's no stress. They can't piss me off. We're not, we're not, there's no, they can't, mm-hmm. there's nothing that I couldn't think of anything they could do to upset me. Right. There's no emotion. So we're just like, oh, we're like, we're always going to be at the cookout. This is so nice um, mm-hmm. versus the other two extremes of that. And so, but it, then it makes me think about the family, like already, I, I don't think they have any chosen family, but they do have friends. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> you know, they're not always <laughs> the folks that I would choose for them or myself for that matter. Um, and I'm like, I'm really loud about that. And, um, well, loud and they know about how <laughs> I feel and I share my thoughts about it. But it does, we, you know, we do often, part of the work I'm trying to do is like, hopefully help them love them, like teach, like make sure that they love themselves and choose love for themselves. So whoever they bring into their life is like that same like love, but it's a learning process and it's not there, you know, they're not there yet. And so I guess that's the question I have for you around, like, are you, what are your thoughts about how your children will grow your family? Um, I think for me, it's interesting. I, never, I haven't really thought about this. I have a two-year-old, but uh, he rises too. But um, I would take my mom's lead because um, I think ultimately we've made good decisions for the most part mm-hmm. about our friends. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, uh, and I think something, so thinking about it in this moment, I think I want to be present because mommy has always mm-hmm. just been present. Like, I don't know any friends of mine that don't know my mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. like, Mm-hmm. She gets to show up who she is. And then the people who stay in community with me know that she's part of the deal. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? So, yes. yeah. um, and she gets to weed them out as well. Like, cause she has no problem telling us what she thinks about people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So then it becomes like, I, I still get to choose my friends and who I'm going to be around, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. my mom still has like influence and like she's present. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think for now that that's kind of, 
my thought around it. I, I want to be present. I want to be true to who I am. And then be clear with Rise about what I'm thinking about these people and hearing what he's saying too, right? Because there's probably aspects of them that he's going to know that I may only see glimmers of and he mm-hmm. may be able to shine light on it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah. so I'm excited. It might be fun. It would probably be the same. <laughs> it would probably be the same thing around me. But, but as growing up as a child, my mom never really had. My mother was the kind of mother that it's like you don't need no friends. <laughs> I guess it's kind of like you have four sisters. What do you need friends for? So growing up, we didn't really have conversations around you know friendship and what that looked like. But um, yeah, my my I I guess like what Siobhan is saying is kind of like. We're going to try. We always have these conversations, right? Sometimes we joke like, do you think they're going to grow up and still be friends? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rise and, you know, Ocean is the kids. oldest one out of the bunch. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what is that going to look like? And mm-hmm. so hopefully they do, right? Mm-hmm. But if they don't, it's fine. And as long as I know, I think it's important to have um, no, um, I guess, your, your kid's friend's family as well. Because mm-hmm. I think that will probably say a lot about, you know, who that child is per se. And um, as long as I'm involved, and I guess I guess age appropriate because if they're like older in their twenties, and like why do you need to meet their family in a sense? But um, mm-hmm. as long as I'm, you know, and and hopefully I get a good vibe of these f- chosen friends slash family. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because I go off of vibrations in a sense. Yeah. So and yes. I'm definitely my mother's child. I have strong personality yeah. slash West Indian woman. So I would definitely voice if Ocean and Journey pick friends that I'm not too fond of. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, you know, hopefully that's my job raising them to make good decisions or put mm-hmm. them in situations that they feel is, you know, good for them. But hopefully they grow up tight like me and Shay did. And if they not, it's okay. It's all right. Rebel in the morning, rebel in the evening, well, I've been trying something different this um, this season too. Is like uh, in just asking if you have any questions for me. Mm. Well, I think if that's a, yeah, and that's an interesting question because we talk all the time, so it's like you know mm-hmm. often enough. So it's like, um, but you are like probably the seasoned mom, and <laughs> obviously mm-hmm. you are in this group. So I, mm-hmm. I got to think, of, I'm sure I have questions, right? Um, so now that you, I guess I'm trying to formulate the question, mm-hmm. but I guess thinking about culture and like your kids, because they're older, is there something that you wanted for them in regards to their village, their their culture, if, if, if we can connect those, which I guess they are connected, mm-hmm. um, that you thought you wanted and now mm-hmm. you've seen it kind of blossom, like you've you know, spent time. coming to fruition. <laughs> yeah, coming to fruition. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, See, I got those questions. Good. Um, <laughs> oh my God, they're so amazing. Um, I think on all levels. So in our interpersonal relationship, it is like, like how we are, how I am in relationship. Like mom, my mom would always say, my always said like, you always wanted to be my friend. You always wanted, like mm-hmm. you a little person, you always wanted to be my friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I remember that feeling. Maybe I just watched like too many like after school special shows or something. I was like, yeah, you and your mother are supposed to be friends. And we'll be always like, what is this with this child? And um, I feel like we are, we did become friends. Um, and I feel like my if I like the prime like I'm friends with my children like I feel like mm. we're friends so that feels really powerful um it's something I wanted for myself as a child that now I had as it and I get to have with my children mm-hmm. I think that their siblinghood like how they ride for each other how they understand each other how they f- like how they disagree and agree how they complement each like who they are with each other um I wanted for them and um, it has exceeded my expectations. Like I always think that I'm close with my siblings. I feel like, you know, someone's asked like, oh my gosh, Siobhan, we're like, we're so close. We're so close. And we are, but there's so much things that we are having to work out as adults Mm -hmm. around who we are as like people and how we process our traumas that we've experienced together as children differently. You know, that kind of thing of like, I always think about people say, 
if someone dies and you're married, that, that very often that will that marriage will end in divorce because they mourn differently. And mm-hmm. I think that happens a lot with siblings is that there's a mourning that happens over d- your childhood experiences. And because you mourn those things differently, you kind of spread, you know, like mm-hmm. I keep thinking about a, a family tree and how at the top of it, you have like these siblings and they're all spread, but there was a time when they were like right next to each other mm-hmm. further mm-hmm. at the beginning of that, that tree. Um, so I'm really excited about that for them. And they have people, you know, like they think of their, they think of their like blood, you know, their aunts and, um, their uncle as like their stories, you know, like they love to hear the stories of like what we did when we grew up and how we, like, they love, they they know that those are their stories. There's a way that they understand, like when I'm telling stories about my relationship with my sisters, that that is their story with, you know, like there's like the, like they know know it and they can also see how it's still alive and well. And they, they feel like this is their family. They feel responsible for their family. They feel responsible. Like when are we seeing each other? When are we getting together? How do we stay connected? Like all of that. So I feel that came into fruition in ways I didn't expect. I too was um, the first time I moved away from my family, um, which was really hard, like really hard for everybody. Siobhan, I don't think Siobhan, every time Siobhan stops talking to me for a period of time, but um, (laughs) it was really hard. And I remember, and I have always since, like always when I'm moving or I'm like in a space, I was just trying to think about like, well, how do I make it so that family can be here? How do I make it so my mom can be like, and this last time, this kind of like settling into like, no, that's their family. Like it's gonna be, and it's and it's all it's actually beyond. It's like beyond me. It's like its own thing, <laughs> you know. Like it's like and realizing like even my relationships with my cousins and my relationship with my aunts and my, it became its own thing. Um, didn't go so well, but I think not bad, but like, it's not, it's not what I would have thought they would be. If that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like when I was little, it's not what they thought they would be. Um, and I think my children have a much more realistic, like view on their relationships with their family. Um, and they get the idea of chosen family. Like they get the idea and they are very, um, especially the youngest because she is, her grandmother's child and her aunt's child, like she is the filter, like she's a serious <laughs> filter, like us, like checking people at the door all the time. And between this, and then the, and then the middle is like everybody, and then you know, and so like, and then the oldest is their own thing. So like together, because they trust each other, they're like a really good filter for chosen family, and they understand and get that. You know, they understand and get mm-hmm. what you need from those people. Um, so yeah, many things, many things. I'm like so excited for them. <laughs> like, like the life is like, like I was like, uh, I was yeah. I'm really excited for them. So yes, those lots of things, lots of things. Um, nice question, Shabani. You might need a podcast. Look at you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, so do you I, have a question? Yeah, I do, but um, a lot. <laughs> but maybe. One one thing I would say before I ask my question is that, you know, being a part of the chosen family for years, one thing I admire about you being a mom, and I think we've had this conversation before, and you gave me some pointers sometimes, but it's hard, is the way you discipline your children. Like, I admire your patience, <laughs> and I really wonder how you do that, because I constantly struggle with that. Mm. It's, no, it's like impossible. And also, like being a Jamaican, like I guess, I guess my question is, how do you get a place? How do you get to a place where um, you don't lose your shit, for lack of better terms? So you know, I don't think I ever seen you lose your shit, <laughs> like ever. And, well, I will and say, how do I will you say do this. that? I will say this. I will say this. I will say this, and everybody knows it. Um, you know. My flu is a thing, Moxie was a thing, and Glory is a whole other thing. So I think if you would spend more time with me in my last, um, in the last <laughs> little bit of parenting, you would have seen me lose my shit many times. Um, it may see, yeah. So I'll say that. So I, I first, I wanted you to take me off of that pedestal because <laughs> I want you to know that I have 
done a lot of things that I have had to apologize for um, to all my children, um, to all my children. Like there's ways where I tell Blue, I used to, so Javon, like I was a timeout like master. Like I could (laughs) like start thinking of counting and Blue would get her shit together. (laughs) And um you know, it's all good and great. Like, blue's so great and perfect. And but what it caused in her was a lot of anxiety. Like, she's a very anxious person. And a lot of, like, she's constantly looking for my approval. Like, like in a kind of almost, um, in an unhealthy way. Like, it's getting much better, but in a way that I feel is like, you're good. But it's not enough that I said that. Because she, and, it, and it's all, like, my disciplining like this is how I parented her um and I've had to like relook at that and think about that and like forgive myself for it apologize to her about it we talk about it now she's like really um a, like a brilliant mind Emo- her emotional intelligence is like beyond anything I've ever seen and so we can have really like a lot of deep conversations about it she'll be in tears about it and be like I forgive you mom and mm-hmm. like crying. like yeah it's a lot <laughs> we're doing a lot over here and then um, every every time I've ever given Moxie a hard time about getting dressed, I now feel so shitty about because of how he's changed and understanding how he felt about his body and being a boy and like being in a this female, like all these things. So there's like, so I fucked that up too. Um, I'm sorry with all the things I fucked because so you know. And then with Glory... The list is very long. The list is very the list is very long because she is the most entitled person I've ever met in my entire life. The most. I don't know anybody more entitled than her. And um there's a way like I keep if if she was born into royalty, like if she was born as like in a different time to a di- like in a different lifetime or something, it would make perfect sense. Like she was born, knew I was the king, knew I was a queen, and I'm just ro- I'm just moving like that. I'm f- fortunately, unfortunately for her, she was born into this life at this time with this mother, <laughs> and so and this parent. So when she is like, you know, whipping her hair and asking for the butler and like all of her, like, I can't. It's just not like to this day. I said to her, I was like, well, if you want something, you're gonna have to you know, you want things. And if you want one things, you're going to have to give up some things. And she was like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> she was like, she looked at me and like, she was like, what are you like? Why? You just told me that I have to give up things. If I want to like, are you, are you mad woman? Have you not know what liberation looks like? You know, it's like that kind of thing. And so I've lost in her too. So I guess I will say a lot of times, um, less now, I think the work is always my work. And it'll be your work, you know, like as a parent, the work is not around, it's figuring out how to become not numb, because I could do numb, which what was what I would is what I did with Blue when I was triggered by her emotions or whatever she was there, I would get numb and then I could do the counting and then disassociate in some way. And then with Glory, I like another extreme of like not numb, but like tender. <laughs> like everything you do is like I feel it. And like where I am now is getting to a place of like being neutral and balanced so they can bring whatever they have whatever's going on with them whatever tantrum they're having and i'm not reacting to it but i'm present with them in that feeling and so i can you you know your child better than anybody else like you know like you know i always say like i know they have to pee before they know how they have to pee (laughs) literally before they feel it in their body i can look at them and how they're moving and sometimes like you must know you have to pee and i realize now it's like no i'm watching them all the time and what does it look like to be embodied and be watched all the time like that? And so. Oh, it's your they, favorite thing is, mommy, you have a camera. You saw me on the camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you just know them. You just know that. So if you can be balanced when they come to you with whatever they're coming with, their tantrums, they're fighting, they, they want to cut somebody out, whatever is happening with them, because you know them, if you're balanced when they come, you can get to a place of calm with them. Right. Like you don't it won't be you don't have to discipline them. You can be in conversation with them. But because you're not balanced, because I'm not balanced, because I'm triggered as fuck when they come with their shit, I need you to just like handle it or I need you to stop or I need like I need quiet or I need like whatever I need. 
but I'm not recognizing that as like my needs and your needs are both equal of importance of um, what should be valued. There is no hierarchy in needs, you know, like just because I'm the mother, I'm the adult doesn't mean that my frustrations are more valid than your frustration. And then you can get to a place of like love and calm. So I will say that um, and forgiving yourself. Like, just when you fuck up, which you do, owning that shit. Like, yesterday, you you came, this happened, I asked you not to do it, and I lost it. You know, I, I definitely, you know, I was upset, and this is how I reacted to being upset. And I'm sorry because you get to have feelings, you get to make mistakes, and I want to be in support of you and love you. And you get to do that every day. Because, like, literally, I, can, I do it, I, you know, like, that's the thing, like, you do it every single day. This parenting is the strangest thing because we are all failing at it. And, but we're all like giving it our very, very, very best. Um, and I think, yeah. So those are the things I would say. Hopefully it's helpful. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Fingers thank crossed. You, yes. <laughs> no, you guys are, um, I, well, I'll just say also as we're giving out like, um, Gratitudes. I have seen you both become mothers and I am so blown away and impressed of how you were like, how it has like expanded you. Like you love them and you love yourself so much in like relationship to them. It's like, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to witness. Like I remember Siobhan and Toya, very, all the stories, all the stories. (laughs) And I'm sure to be continued, to be continued, (laughs) to be be continued, to be continued, exactly, to be continued. But um, amazing, like just just love, just leading with love. So thank you both for being on Raising Rebel. Thank you for having us. Stand up fussing and fighting. Raising Rebels is produced by Queer Media, a family production company specializing in audio and visual art through a black queer lens. This was edited by Marcelino Van Callias at La Femme Productions. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review this podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Raising Rebels Pod or email us at Raising Rebels at QueerMedia.co.y. Thank you for listening to Raising Rebels. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 